0: wait, 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 hold it, big announcement, a scary announcement, a threat, but also a promise, the price of our conference, the post-millennial and theonomy conference, it's going up. It's going up right after Reformation Day. We are going to hold the price at $100, which is super cheap for a three-day conference with Dr. James White, Dr. Joseph Boot, Dr. Gary DeMar, and the guy who's not a doctor, so we'll say Pastor Joel Webb. we've got a great conference, May 5th, 6th, and 7th in Georgetown, Texas, just north of Austin for 100 bucks, Super cheap, but we can't hold that price forever. So if you want to get into that price, you got to get in now, right after Reformation Day, not Halloween. Reformation Day, October 31st. That's the last day that you can get in this conference register at the price of 100 bucks. After that, starting November 1st, it's going to be 130. So, go to rightresponseconference.com, rightresponseconference.com and register today. Thanks. Jesus said, "Man cannot live on bread alone, but from every word that proceeds from the mouth of God." You're listening to Daily Truth.
1: See, quite often doctrinal errors are the result of moral problems rather than intellectual problems. See, men who teach false doctrine often do so to avoid the moral applications of the truth of God's word in their own lives. Take the prosperity gospel, for example. The question is, in the case of character and doctrine, which comes first? the chicken, or the egg? I think it's a two-way street. One will influence the other, and the other will influence the one. In the case of prosperity preachers, did they just somehow miss the truth of God's word? Or is it just a matter of of a lack of thoroughness and diligence in their doctrinal study? And because they so poorly and so apathetically studied the word of God, they they arrived at such horrid conclusions and doctrines. And because they had such bad doctrines of prosperity, that then led towards them purchasing $68 million jets. I tend to doubt it. No, I I think it is perhaps more likely And certainly, again, it's a two-way street. I think there's overflow from both sides, but it's very likely that these are men who struggled with the sin, the moral failure, the idolatry of greed, and did not wage violence against it. And then their doctrine began to suit their idolatry. See, their ministry their teaching began to shape itself around their idols. It is not just that, that someone has flawed doctrine that allows for flawed character. That is true. But it is also that someone has flawed character, sin and idolatry, that they are not willing to repent of, that they are not willing by the grace that God provides to mortify and it begins to shape their doctrine. See, the idolatry that they so love and so cherish, they trust and they treasure, that they hold so dear, all of a sudden, in their doctrine, they begin to make provisions for it. The ministry begins to shape around the man. If the man is flawed, the ministry will be flawed. If the man is morally failing his preaching will begin to fail and vice versa if the man struggles in his doctrine he will struggle in his character paul is linking a good conscience again that is a clean conscience a pure heart someone who is living a life of godliness putting sin to death and when they fail being faithful to live openly, to walk in the light as he is in the light, and to confess their sins to one another. That person who has a good conscience is the very same person who will hold fast to the faith. But the the person who begins to reject a good conscience, that is the very same person who will begin to reject the
0: faith. Thanks so much for listening, but real quick,